rock and metal. The next generation. New bands that sound a bit like older bands. What the hell is this? New bands that just love some of the older bands. And stuff. Oh, hell. It's just bands we think you'll dig. Okay? Hello, hello, rock and metal lovers the world over, and welcome along to another Next Generation show. I'm Holly Barnes, and firstly, thank you for taking the time to listen in. I sincerely hope you discover a band that will stay with you for as long as some of the bands from the 70s and 80s probably have, as this is the show where we try to introduce a newish band that you may not have heard, but that's heavily influenced by the golden era of rock and metal. This week I'm talking to Greenleaf from Sweden, or more specifically vocalist Arvid Johnson and guitarist and founder member Tommy Holapa. They fall into the stoner rock category I guess, but the riffs are so chunky they could almost be mistaken for the Great Sabbath themselves at times. We'll play a couple of tracks for you in between the interview with them. First off is something from the 2012 Nesta Vipers record featuring previous vocalist Oscar Sedemalm, the very Sabbath-esque Dreamcatcher.
I'm Arvid and I'm originally from Stockholm, but I grew up in a town called Fallen, which is really close to Tommy's town, Borlänge, and that's kind of how I came in the band. Sort okay. Of. Yeah. So you are Tommy? I'm Tommy, I play guitar in Greenleaf. And I'm from Borlänge, Sweden, a small, shitty town. <laughs> Pretty much in the middle of nowhere, so. So how long have you guys been going? And also just talk a little bit about the lineup changes. That yeah, we have been, Greenleaf started in 99, I think. So it's, yeah, 17 years now. Not very new then. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, in the early days, the first, what can I say, like, 13 years it was just a side project for me because I used to play I'm still playing a band called Dozer right. and we were touring a lot and after the tours the other guys they always wanted at least one month off and after a week guys I feel like ah shit I have to do something so I called my friends and she wanted to play should we do something and then yeah that's how we started the band we it was a bunch of friends just playing together and and we recorded a bunch of albums. But it was nothing serious. It was just just for fun, yeah. recording stuff. And I think in those the first ten years, and we probably did like seven shows in total. Really? Yeah. So what changed it then from being, you know, you actually? The change came when Dozer, we, we took a long break because, yeah, there was some, yeah, our singer wanted to do, start studying again and kids, families and stuff like that. And I can't stop playing, so I thought, I should, I should yeah, maybe Greenleaf should be my my real band now, so, right. so yeah. Do you think that this lineup now, it's certainly on stage, it seems pretty, pretty tight, everybody seems to know what everybody's doing, it works really well, is this as good as it's felt for you? For me, the lineup now is the perfect lineup, and I hopefully it will never change. Cause yeah, I don't know what what I would would do without the other guys. So. <laughs> well, it's good that you feel that way. And how do you feel coming into the band? You know, well, that's it was the same for me. And I think we kind of pretty early decided that because Tommy called me and he said like, okay, you you want to record a song with Greenleaf from the beginning? And I was like, yeah, that would be really cool. Cause I'm younger and I, I listened to Dawson when I was a teenager. Right. So I was like, yeah. I was really happy about it and then I he sent me a demo and I put vocals on it because I live in Stockholm and they still live in Borling and uh, I sent it back and Tommy was like okay this is really good I think we should try to do the whole record if you want to <laughs> then after that it just started going on and uh, we, we we started touring after the f or maybe even before the before the album came out yeah just to just to try you out if you like touring. Yeah, exactly. And it worked really well live. We were very happy about the setup live, and uh, so I think right after that, the Trails and Passes came out. I think Greenleaf kind of became a real band rather than a side project. Yeah. It was more like okay, now we're gonna do this, and we kind of everybody asks themselves like, okay, we really want to play mm -hmm. full time, then we have to tour a lot, and it's tough. But it's, so that's what everybody wanted, kind mm -hmm. of. And then we did some bass player changes after that, but that's just because well the original too much. yeah exactly mm -hmm. like bank was is, is still a member kind of but yeah he will always yeah he, me and bank are all bass players we started the band so yeah. he will always be a part of green right yeah he's also blind so it's really tough touring for him yeah, yeah. i heard that that must be yeah really tough i never heard that before um so because we're trying to put you guys in front of fans of the older stuff 
what do you think uh, about Greenleaf some of the older fans might like what what would they see in there that would really for me I think the obvious uh, thing is like uh, we're very influenced by 70s rock bands mm -hmm. and uh, we're also kind of a good mix between the heavy and the groovy at least I think there's some soul in there too and I think that can be appreciated like I think generally for a lot of bands the, there's some bands that kind of don't care about the melodies and I, I think we do that more so I think yeah for for that in that way I think it, it's swinging I guess <laughs> what do you think Tom? yeah I agree with him we just I know I, I love 70s 70s rock music and still nowadays I, it's hard to find new good bands I yeah so I always there go back to, you should yeah, listen you should listen to our show and then you'll yeah <laughs> of course of course there is a whole bunch of new bands that are really good also but I always go back to the 70s stuff we always try to give each other when we're on tour, we have Spotify and all that. And do you have any recommendations to me? And uh, no, I haven't found anything new that's good. So you always go back to the old stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair enough. I hear, uh, maybe wrong, but I hear quite a bit of Blue Cheer in, in what you do, and, and a lot of people still have never heard of that band. And that's what '68, something like that. see that I mean I see it but yeah I've actually heard it before that people have compared us to them but I don't know it's I don't think it's a comparison because Blue Shear personally was what it was but there is a lot more melody in what you do and there is a lot more soul I mean like that vocal break in the live show it it's yeah it it's makes people of, stop because I'm really I'm really grown up with soul music like uh, my dad had a really really good record collection and you kind of when you started going through it, I, maybe I was eight, nine years old. I started to listen to like, yeah, he had like Moon Dance with Van Morrison, and then he had Otis Redding and that kind of stuff. And then from that, I kind of went, you know, further into the collection. And then he had Led Zeppelin, and he had Black Sabbath, and so. So I think it's for me it's very natural to kind of sing with that in all the in, even if I play some other kind of music as I play, some sometimes I play jazz and I play but but I think I I'm bound to do it with a little bit of soul because I'm kind of that's the way I learned to sing because yeah, I because yeah. I was singing along with those kind of records so. right well it definitely comes through so you've been obviously playing with the band a long time a bit less but where have you been playing around the world uh, and, and what bands have you been playing with and which of those were you know were the real pinnacle moments maybe so far we have only played in Europe okay. a lot especially in everywhere Germany everywhere in Europe I everywhere, think. Yeah, everywhere <laughs> a million times yeah. <laughs> yeah but we did um, yeah we have played with a whole bunch of cool bands actually but the biggest one is yeah Clutch yeah. the Clutch tour was a big break yeah, yeah. also for for people discovering us because they have such a following now and they're also really nice guys and Tommy knows them a little bit from, from the doser times and so it was yeah yeah I think 
I mean, we played in some really cool places. Like, like I said on stage today, we played at Brixton Academy, okay. and it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I, I had to pee a lot before the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your best story from the road then? It's probably yeah, the smoke story. Right? Yeah. yeah. Our our the bass player Banks that we love so much. Yeah, uh, he got really drunk at the festival in Switzerland that's called Up in Smoke and uh, he and uh, the singer from Dozer, Frederick, uh, they were going home, right? After after, after the shows, yeah, and they were really drunk, like, like crazy drunk and they kind of ended up in a ditch and, and, and I should also say that there's a, like 400 meters to the hotel from the <laughs> festival area and still they went out like far out, far out into some kind of field with a ditch and there our bass player lost his shoes and he's blind so he couldn't find them and Frederick the guy who was with him he was so drunk he couldn't find them either <laughs> Frederick, can you can you can you see my shoes? And he's like, no. <laughs> so they had to take, and they probably walked for like an hour or something, because they they had to go back, and it was 45 minutes with a car, something. So it was really really bad. Uh, so the day after. He came out like this kind of strange blind man walk of shame with his white tube socks that were like filled with mud and I had to go with him uh, to, to, a, to a shoe store close by the festival in his socks you know walking and everyone at the festival was staring at him and they're like that's the green leaf guys what the fuck have they done <laughs> yeah 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 I also told everyone on stage about this but uh, uh, and then we came into the shoe store and she was looking at bank and she's like you can't go in here you have mud all over your feet so he had to take off his socks and then yeah he got new socks and then we fixed him a couple of sneakers but it was a really funny day I I, I was I was tear laughing through the whole walk it was really funny brilliant so um, we're introducing the band to some of the older fans if we would uh, we'll play a couple of tracks one I'll choose but if you were going to choose one track that you would play to somebody that liked the 70s and 80s stuff and said that's Greenleaf that's what we're all about what would that be Probably, maybe Tyrant's Tongue. Yeah, Tyrant's Tongue is a good one for like the cream feeling. I think, I think, I don't know why, but I had this kind of cream feel on it. So that's Greenleaf, and what a discovery they have been for me. A fantastic band on record and on stage. There's a bunch of albums for you to catch up on, and if you get the chance to see them play, do yourself a favour and buy that ticket. I can recommend a few brewskis and perhaps a herbal cigarette or two before they come on stage and you'll have a truly wonderful time. I'm giving you Ollie's guarantee of satisfaction on that one. Before I leave you, just a reminder that the Next Generation shows come out every week or so, but the main classic rock and metal podcast is a monthly affair and features brand new exclusive interviews with bands from the 70s and 80s era, along with some choice tracks, of course. All our shows are available on Podomatic and iTunes and always on our main website at classicrockpodcast.com.
thank you again for listening. Here's Arvid and Tommy's pick from their magnificent 2016 Rise Above the Meadow record. This is the ear-blasting Tyrant Tongue. Until next time, be good. Be good.